everybody to the inaugural episode of the talk king of queens podcast and we're here to give you an in-depth scroll through memory lane of the greatest sitcom to ever air king of queens now there might be some debate there but that's how we feel so why are we reviewing yeah. a television series that's been off for 13 years well for me i think there's several reasons one it's an awesome show that still reruns every day deserves more credit than it gets. Douglas and Arthur gave us some of the biggest life lessons we'll ever learn. And Carrie, well, she got us through many lonely weekends and very, very long showers. Carrie was still pretty hot. She's still pretty hot today. Two, Peacock recently made every episode free. And um, yeah, that's pretty awesome to be able to stream this. Been waiting for that for years. Um, on a side note, me and Pinson would prefer to do a podcast on Yes, Dear. But unfortunately, Pinson, it doesn't look like there's any episodes out there that we can find. So we'll, we'll spare the audience on that one. A um, couple other reasons. One, we're in the middle of a pandemic still, and uh, there's not a whole lot else to do. Um, and then finally, I think this is the most important reason for the entire podcast is we're still holding on to hope that Kevin James will hang out with us at some point. That's that's really my goal is to get Kevin James to hang out with us. If I ever get married, Kevin James better be at my bachelor party. So, Kevin, if you're out there, we're here. Um, we've been waiting since 2007. We've got the beer, we've got the wings, and the ball is in your court. So, with that, I'll go ahead and get you introduced to our co-hosts. So, if you're wondering where that awesome podcast name came from, well, look no further than Josh Coondog Abernathy. Josh, how you doing today? I'm good, Adam. How you doing, bud? Oh, man. It's uh, 11.34 Central Time, not Eastern Time. So, um, it's still yeah, I was a little late to the party uh, for this, uh, <laughs> this inaugural test run because uh, I was going on uh, Central Time, and apparently we were rocking on Eastern Time. So, uh, Oh, man, the, the show runs on Eastern Time because, yeah. I mean, the KFQs runs on Eastern Time. So, we run with whatever Doug says. <laughs> Mr. Boyle says. Well, like I so, said before, since two of the three of us live in Eastern uh, Central Time, I would I kind of thought that that would be the default. Oh man! So Josh is coming from you live from Rocket City, Huntsville, Alabama. So Josh, let me ask you: Why did you want to do a podcast at KFQs? You know, uh, quite frankly, the money and the ladies. There's a there's a lot of money and ladies in this. That's for sure. <laughs> On a serious note, I think that, uh, you know, we just – we really need to be careful, you know, not to let the fame go to our heads. Um, you know, I, I, you know, you hear horror stories all the time about about it changing people, and I just – you know, I, I want to be one of the good stories, you know. I, I want to be who I am, and I don't, I don't want that to change. Yeah, rags to riches. Keep your, keep your head there. Just pretend you're still that IPS driver that you've always been. So <laughs> – is there anything that you're hoping to accomplish? Like for me, it's hanging out with Kevin James. Is that the same for you? 
I mean, well, since I just learned about that goal about five minutes ago, I guess I can get on board with it. Seems so, like a pretty good goal. Yeah, I mean, it'd definitely be sweet if it worked out. Um, you know, I feel like that's that's shooting pretty high. Maybe we could, uh, maybe we could, in addition to that, set some more realistic goals, like possibly having a conversation with Richie one of these days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the Romano brothers are probably looking for some things to do, so maybe we can get Ray in there too. Uh, as well so well, cool man we're glad to have you on the team so next member of the team mr jelly bean himself matthew pretty henson not pretty so much anymore with the short hair but but still how's it going in brazelton georgia uh very good sir <laughs> well that, that's, that's that's quite the answer do you think um doug heffernan could deliver you a package without issue in uh brazelton because uh I I think you do a very good job. I mean, even if he didn't have all the technology, like we're going back to like 1998 where it's maps. There's no technology. You think he could find, I mean, oh, me yeah. and Josh couldn't even find your house with, with technology. He'd figure it out. <laughs> Probably true. I mean, I think throughout the show, we've seen him lost, but not really lost. Like usually he's lost to, to pull a fast one on carry, but um, he probably could find it. So, Penson, you're the rain man um, of TBS reruns. You probably remember every single one. That's what we did in college is sadly watch reruns at my house. So why King of Queens? Well, like you said, it started, you know, back high school, college. Really, we just kept the TV on TBS and whatever was on was on. And a lot of Seinfeld, King of Queens, um, those were the best hours. Uh, yes, dear, was on a lot back then, which I really liked. Some people got angry when that came on, um, that would be our friend Jordan. But uh, then you'd have friends would come on. That's when I would do something else. Uh, I was out I mean, on TBS when the friends would come on. That show just made me angry for some reason. But, um, yeah, King of Queens is a great show, and Peacock just made it available, all the episodes, and there's nothing out there on it. So, uh, you know, there's plenty of podcasts about Seinfeld, nothing about King of Queens. So oh, yeah. why not give it a go? Definitely deserves to, definitely deserves to be in the conversation, and man, when I was looking at just all the episodes to get ready for this, I had forgotten there were so many episodes. <laughs> like season one on Peacock is listed as twenty five episodes. So if this keeps going, man, we got a ways to go. And that means there's more Richie than I really thought. I didn't think um, I, was... I need to correct you on that. He's oh. not related to Ray Romano. I thought he was. Um, I looked it up. It said there was no relation. So. Well, you might need you to get a third source. I might have to. I saw no relation when I looked it up because I, I, I just was just assumed with his name being what his last name's Romano, right? His last name is Romano. I, like I said, I looked it up. That's crazy. IMDb said no, no relation. That is nuts. Okay, yeah, I didn't even know what you were talking about. I just kind of rolled with it. Oh man, well y'all got to jump in because I just assumed that Romano was. I didn't think there could be two different Romanos. There can be two different Christophers, but it's hey. okay, buddy. Wow. All right. We'll let this one slide. It's your first well, try. Just man, I guess just based on their interaction there, you, know, you can figure out why I'm the host because I'm probably the most like Spence Olchen, um, which is why I got this duty. And why I get to do the notes and why they get to correct me, although Spence would have that right. And uh, I kind of failed there. So, mm -hmm. my bad, Spence. Um, also, I got to say, Patton Oswalt, was he the biggest star to come out of this show? Who do you think that would be? Yeah, I mean, he was a nobody before that show started, right? He's I pretty think big so, time yeah. now. 
I mean, are and, we talking? You mean you mean among everybody, including Kevin James and Lee Rooney? I mean, yeah. Patton Oswalt's career went up, and well, Kevin James is big time. Still, I, guess, yeah, I guess he was a no name when that started, so I guess that's, that's how he made himself. I mean, I would say Kevin James is, is, is a bigger star than – Yeah, Kevin James is a bigger star. But oh. I figured he was excluded. Uh, that was why I was confused by that question. Yeah. Eh, I don't All know. Right. We'll see. All right, well, let's get into it. All right, so the first episode we're covering is aptly named The Pilot. Obviously, they really went out on the limb here with the, the title, but I guess that's kind of a tradition that you have to – so, on September 21st, 1998, the King of Queens made its national television debut. Benson, what happens three days later? Um, oh, I do not know. It's my birthday, dumbass. Come on, man. thought we were supposed to be <laughs> <laughs> I knew Josh wouldn't know it, but I thought we were supposed to I be I thought you meant – okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday, buddy. Oh, just mess with you. So, and right off the bat, uh, the show starts – with the beautiful Leah Ramini as Carrie Heffernan. She's on the phone talking to what turns out to be Doug's friends. Josh, how roll tied is Leah Ramini in 1998? I'll tell you what, man, she's a, she's an attractive woman. Um, you know, I was, you know, I, I was a, I was a bigger fan at, you know, teenage me was a bigger fan of, of Saved by the Bell Malibu style Leah Ramini back in the day. Um, it's a pretty pretty solid version of, of Olia. Actually, that was going to be a trivia. What's her question? name on? Yeah, yeah what was her name on that? Uh, man, we can figure Stacey, this out. Stacy Carosi. Yeah, of course, of course, old Rain Man of TBS would know that. And back in the day, Saved by the Bell was on TBS. So that was going to be a trivia question. What are the other shows that Leah Rimini and I hope I'm saying her name right because she's definitely going to hear this um, that she appeared on? So you got one of them. Uh, what's the other one? Um, she was on Cheers for a couple episodes. I thought I saw also Who's the Boss. That's the one I was going to get. Yeah, she, um, she was also, I think, in an episode of Who's the Boss. I guess she was Alyssa Milano's friend in an episode. That's, wow. Man. Could you imagine it? those two as real-life friends? Oof. Alyssa Milano, that would be kind of cool, approaching them to talk to them. So, But anyway, um, so Carrie appears looking pretty hot in the first 10 seconds. Guess that's a good way to start a show, and to make her even harder, what's the, harder? What's the first thing she's doing? Talking about buying a television she bought for her husband Douglas. Uh, that's the first time we we hear Doug's name, and so after a brief uh, conversation, uh, she gets off the phone, and we get the entrance of the infamous, or uh, just famous Douglas Heffernan. And in his first appearance, Penson, he's fighting with a five-year-old kid about his shorts. When was the last time you fought with a five-year-old kid? It's been a long time, but, uh, yeah, he wasn't going to let that kid get away with it. He had to call him out on that. I mean, he did, and the problem was he couldn't really say anything to the kid because he looked so well put together. <laughs> <laughs> and that's some bullshit, man. Oh, So uh, we finally see the lovely couple come together. We got a fat guy. We got a hot wife. Man, that guy is really, really lucky. So, did you guys think this format would have worked back in the day? Fat guy, hot wife. Yeah. I mean, isn't that every? I mean, that's, pretty, that's pretty much every show. <laughs> is it really? I mean, you gotta have. I mean, it, you know, that seems like. 
you know, it's always an attractive wife, you know. Uh, Definitely got to have an attractive wife. You got the attractive wife and you've got the, you know, who's also, you know, usually funny and, and you, but you've got the funny man, often, often fat uh, husband who out kicked his coverage, if you will. Oh, man, I don't like that phrase, but I get what you're saying. Because out kicking the coverage is a bad thing, in my opinion. And this is a pretty, pretty <laughs> good thing. So, um, in rewatching this episode, I remembered how <laughs> awful the intro was. Um, it's not the memorable, uh, again, we'll get there uh, eventually, but it, it's not there right now. Um, what do you think about the intro on looking at it, you know, almost, what, 22 years later? Is that right? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, that's a little bit of a funky uh, little jingle they got going. Um, yeah, it looks it looks like something we could do on a, a Mac back in the day and just just make it going. So um, I, I mean, you got you got to start somewhere. Um, but man, that was that was a really low point for me is is seeing that intro and not having the the great vocals. Not everybody's uh, so, gonna be gonna be perfect from the get go like like we will. So we can yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is definitely this is high class entertainment right here. So it's classy. Um, so the other thing. I noticed, well, so the episode goes on. We get Doug's uh, new TV, which brings his friends literally falling down the stairs. When I was watching that, I thought, man, that actually had to have hurt. That didn't look like a good use of time or actor time on that one, but it was kind of funny. Um, so we get the guys watching around TV. And we learn a little bit more about them. Um, Doug wants to watch the news, which, you know, is definitely not a theme that continues on throughout the show. I was expecting yeah, can him I, to. Can I say something? Uh, yeah. This probably a really uh, nerdy observation, but I, I thought that them falling down the stairs was such just a cheesy, like cheap, like uh, joke to throw in there. And it's not, it doesn't feel like King of Queens to me. It, it definitely feels like a separate kind of show. Did anybody else? Yeah. Th- there are a couple moments like that. It was a little just out of character where they're just trying to grab a laugh and force something in. Um, but I, they learned as the show goes and they kind of cut that stuff out. Yeah. And yeah, Doug wanting to watch the news was, um, you know, maybe if Spence was the one that wanted to watch the news that, you know, that's where, you know, you question the writers a little bit and be like, come on, let's, uh, let's get it right guys. I totally expected uh, Doug to be like, I want to watch the news and Spence be like, all right. And Doug be like, <laughs> right. You know, right. That, didn't, that didn't happen. So uh, it is funny to go back and look at the first episode because you're right, Josh, it completely becomes a different show. But the pilot, you just got to get it out there, get some eyeballs and see what happens. So yeah, we'll, cut them, we'll cut them some slack again. Well, <laughs> they're not as perfect as us. So the other thing is I, I never hear this referenced again, but Spencer has epilepsy. Like he yeah. has a lot of problems, but that one was one I was <laughs> familiar with. Um, do you think he, he might have just, just been uh, a little dramatic on that one? Um, I was yeah, thinking he, maybe ad libbed that he just decided that Spence would have some kind of disease and epilepsy he, came out of nowhere. He's already whining right off the bat, though, in a classic Spence style. Classic Spence style. Definitely um, didn't remember that, and uh, you know I'm happy happy that he was able to make a pretty quick recovery and and be healthy for the next nine seasons. Oh yeah, me too. I mean, he was seizure free for nine seasons, so good for him. Um, the, the funniest part is the guys arguing about whether or not they would do Hillary, which, you know, fast forward to today, um, doesn't seem like an argument definitely would. And I know Josh is on the same boat there as well. Um, 
the, the other thing I noticed in rewatching it is, man, Deacon looks the exact same in that first scene as he pretty much does to the end of the series. Um, I know there's a popular saying there, but I'm not going to say it. But well, the man, exception of that, uh, when he when he turns into Brainiac in that one uh, flashback episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's really fun i forgot about that one that's gonna be a good one to cover in the future for good thing is we can't get canceled because uh we're doing this for fun um that's pretty funny the other thing i, I saw in there that i want to get your take on is we look at the basement and obviously it's it's almost his um his man cave and there's drums down there like there's a guitar too oh i didn't see the guitar so there's a guitar there's who a do you guitar- think yeah, I don't know. It was almost like they maybe were going to go that route as a show and then they just completely pulled away from it. <clears throat> kind of like how they completely take the sister out of the picture and just go a different route. <clears throat> I could only think of Doug playing one instrument in the entire show. Do y'all know what it is? The keyboard. Oh, shit. Two, two, <laughs> two instruments. The other one I'm thinking of. He is, played the guitar uh, one time when he was trying oh, to. Uh, okay, three. Yep. So I guess he did use it then. Yeah, he, he played the guitar. Well, he had the harmonica. Oh, okay. That's what I was thinking of. But I. When did he play the man. harmonica? Well, we'll get to it. But it's um, they decide to buy each other a treat since they're doing so well on their credit card bills, and and Doug mm-hmm. goes out and buys himself a harmonica, and Carrie comes back with some some high expensive clothes <laughs> as Carrie would. So. But I thought that was pretty funny. The other thing I was reading on IMDb is it said that the friends were only supposed to – Doug's friends were only supposed to be in one episode. Like, what show would that have been without his friends? Uh, I think that's where they realized the sister was a bad fit and she got the boot and then the friends um, got to stick around. I, 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 I guess so. I'm glad they did that because otherwise, I mean – I can't even imagine what, like, we wouldn't be here today, obviously, talking about the show. Um, kind of crazy. Um, so the story goes on after enjoying his new TV with his friends. Um, Carrie and Doug uh, talk about what their plans are for the night. Douglas wants to stay home and, and play around with his TV and maybe his lovely wife. Um, Carrie reminds him that, hey, we got to have dinner with my dad and his wife, Tessie, and um, i got to say, did not know her name was Tessie. That was something that I learned. Did you know that, Jelly Bean? No, I, I picked that up on the rewatch. Oh, that's, that's surprising. I would have thought you would have known that. Um, so, But luckily, Carrie's still a cool wife, still beautiful and still awesome, and so she decides to cancel. Um, so next we see the happily married couple enjoying the night in, new TV, some Denzel Washington starting to enjoy each other. That gets you ready too, huh, buddy? Oh man, if I watch Denzel and Training Day, whew, I mean, I, I gotta take a cold shower to cool off. Um, and so the episode ends with everything going well. They're happy. There's no drama. Uh oh, what's that? A loud pounding knock at the door. Josh, who's at the door? Uh, I believe it's. Uh, is it the sister? It is Sarah. Sarah, it is yeah. Sarah. And what does what does she tell Doug? She tells Doug that, that Tessie died. Awesome. So Pinson, we do know that Josh watched the episode. That's one thing we had to make sure of. 
What are you going to say, Benson? Well, you see that um, she's beating desperately at the door, and Doug pays her no attention. <laughs> um, so there's already, you can tell, there's no respect for this character. And uh, she has to open the mail slot to let him know and scream through the mail slot that Tessie died. And then that's when uh, he, he says, well, okay, maybe I'll actually open the door and let you come Well, they, they further, further go to, like, just – draw on her character in a bad way they turn on the sprinklers on her they put the sprinklers on her which in retrospect i could have would have liked to have seen you know white t-shirt sprinklers and but i guess it wasn't to be but yeah they, they did not like this character from the get-go yeah kind of sad makes you wonder like was she somebody's like cousin or somebody oh i hope she doesn't hear this because you, you were hot we would have loved you on the show um what are, what are your thoughts josh uh, yeah, I, I was always, uh, uh, I kind of liked Sarah. I mean, uh, she's, she's, she's a good looking, she's a good looking, uh, young lady. And, uh, it would have been interesting to see what they did with her. I would have loved, and we'll get there maybe next time. I can't remember which episode it is, but her, um, her interactions with Spence are pretty good. I do enjoy those. <laughs> um, so, um, after this, we're at the wake of Tessie. Um, and then we meet the best character of all time, question mark, Arthur Spooner. Um, so in researching this episode, it said that this role was developed with Jerry Stiller in mind. However, Stiller initially turned down the role and we're glad he gave a second look. I, I know this question probably could get debated for a while or maybe not. Um, what do you think, Arthur Spooner or Frank Costanza, Josh? Man, that's 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 a really tough, tough one. Um, you know, I, I I have to go with with Arthur just because I'm I'm such a big KFQ fan, and you get you you get so much of Arthur, so much more of Arthur Spooner than you do of Frank Costanza. Um, you know, I'm not going to fight anybody who who might lean on the side of Frank Costanza, but uh, for me, it's Arthur. He's just he's he's got layers, man. Benson. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Art. Art makes, uh, you know, the King of Queens. We really don't have much of a show until we get this introduction from him, and that's really what carries the show, you know, through the first season um, or just those interactions and his conflict with Doug and living in the house. Yeah. So I definitely got to go with Art. Are we going to throw – do we need to throw Maury Ballstein into this uh, debate? <laughs> that's a good one, too. That's uh, Zoolander, but – I guess since that's a movie, that we have to keep it separate. <laughs> I mean, we can only have so much. I mean, we could do a podcast on Jerry Stiller, and it'd be amazing. Um, so that's a good idea for somebody out there. Oh, you hey, I've got a, I got a fact for you. Um, I hope you weren't going to. Oh, go for it. You, but uh, they actually shot scenes with uh, another actor for for uh, Arthur Spooner, a guy named Jack Carter. And oh, I didn't see that. Apparently, apparently, shortly thereafter, I read this recently. Uh, uh, Jerry Stiller accepted the role, so they went back and just reshot those scenes with him. And I'm looking, I actually looked at it a few minutes ago, but you can YouTube, if you YouTube Jack Carter as Arthur Spooner, you can, wow. you can do some scenes. It's pretty, uh, and it's, it's, uh, it's definitely strange. That, that's a good fact there. I'm going to have to check that out. That is a really good fact, which is kind of crazy about that too, is that if you go back to Seinfeld, there is an episode where he's not Frank Costanza either. No, this isn't a Seinfeld podcast, but there's actually an episode 
where uh, George's dad is somebody else. I don't know if that was ever aired or was just on the DVDs, but kind of yeah, weird. Familiar with it. I'll, I'll send that to you guys. That's kind of crazy. Um, it has some relation to maybe that was Jason Alexander's relative or something. I have to double check that. But anyway, so this isn't a Seinfeld podcast. Um, we'll just keep going with the KFQs. So the episode goes on. Um, lots of drama in the family. Somebody's dead. Um, Carrie decides to let Sarah stay with her for a while, which I forgot again about Sarah and her living in the house with them. Um, and then Arthur is yelling at people at his wake for stealing too much ham and turkey. Um, I mean, you got to get the food. Nobody else eats it. Um, I found this on IMDb where the line where Arthur gives the priest money and tells him to get an egg cream um, originally had Arthur telling him to go get yourself an altar boy. Man, this is 1998. How do you think that would have played if they left that on the air? Um, I like the joke. It was definitely a lot funnier. Uh, I don't think the Catholics would have uh, gone over too well with them, but I think Art was onto something. He knew what those priests were doing all along. Oh. Um, but let me ask you, what what's an egg cream? I'm, I'm not familiar with egg cream. So I I just really looked at that for the first time and read that line. I have no idea what an egg cream is, Josh. Um, you know what that uh, is? I, for some reason, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to like uh, – it looks like it's a beverage. like a Cadbury egg, but I, I <laughs> <laughs> So an egg cream is a cold beverage consisting of milk, carbonated water, and flavored syrup. Despite the name, the drink contains neither eggs nor cream. Interesting. I, I bet if I asked my dad, who was born in 1935, maybe he would know yeah. <laughs> what that was. I guess that's probably an age thing. So yeah, we'll serve story. those whenever uh, whenever we have our meet and greet with Kevin James. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I, another thing is just you're right, man. 1998. How the hell did he know that the Catholic Church knew what was going on? I mean, they talk about predicting the future. So um, Sarah and Carrie, throughout this uh, uh, distress, decide to to try to put Arthur in a retirement community. But he refuses, and that's certainly a theme that we'll, we'll get through throughout the show. Um, interesting that it starts there. And uh, Arthur declares he's staying in a house that he built with his own two hands, which I highly doubt. But after he says that, cue major house fire. Do you see hey, this Adam. house fire coming? Hey, Adam, I got two words for you. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm Is staying right here. <laughs> that's four words, man. Well, I got four words for you. Screw you. <laughs> that was a pretty good scene, I got to say. Um, I didn't remember that either, but, man, that was uh, that was pretty funny. What were your thoughts on that, old old Joshua? Um, yeah, I mean, it was uh, pretty dramatic. You know, definitely <laughs> uh, definitely, uh, definitely a, a major turn for us. So, uh, you know, got me got me hooked. That's pretty funny. So um, cue to the next scene. Douglas is welcomed by Carrie and Arthur in the couple's kitchen. Carrie walks Doug through the fire and the dangers of a 42-year-old hot plate, which I don't have, have either of y'all ever used a hot plate. Have not. I, Josh, I, I mean, I don't, I don't even know that I've seen one outside of like science class. Is that the same kind of hot plate? Uh, yeah, I'm not even really sure sure what that is. Yeah, 
I, all I know is Charlie has it, and it's always sunny too, which is kind of funny. But um, so I lo- looked up this fun fact, and this one kind of threw me for a loop. So IMDb says if the Heffernan's kitchen looks familiar, it's because it was originally used on the ABC sitcom Grace Under Fire. Did y'all re- remember that show? No, I mean I, I remember it when I read it, but I don't remember watching that show at all. I remember like, the name of the show, but I don't remember yeah. anything about this show at, at all yet. It starred Brett Butler, not the baseball player. Brett Butler kind of remind she sounds familiar, but I, I think she was on Third Rock of the Sun, right? Maybe that's where that sounds right. I don't know. We'll trust you. You're the rain man. We'll Maybe. trust you. <laughs> So um, after uh, some tears and a brief discussion uh, down in the man cave, uh, they discussed euthanasia, um, but they decided to let Arthur live with them. Goodbye, man cave. Hello, comedy gold for nine years, at least. Um, And we have the premise for our show. Um, You think this is going to last, Pinson? Um, yeah, I think they've got something cooking here. Um, let me ask you a question, though. When oh Doug came in, he had mentioned he had been playing poker. Do you know how much money he won? Oof. Um, did he say $9? $9. And oh, do you man. also remember how old the 42 – oh, I just said it. <laughs> the top plate was 42 years old. 42 years old, yeah. And then um, back to kind of what Josh said earlier, there was that forced scene where Sarah comes in and says, let me unpack. And she just pours a box. Was, of... was... The writers just aren't helping her out much um, if she wants to keep this job because they're, they're not giving her much to work with in this first it, They really aren't. Uh, basically, they're like, here's your forced humor, and we'll get to this scene in a second, but here's you in a shower. <laughs> they did not think so, highly of her. Lisa Rifle is her name, and she was in four episodes. So, Lisa, it's not your fault. The writers have done you no services so far from not what at I can all. see in this first episode. Oh, gotta agree. Um, so, instead of watching the football game in the basement on his new TV with his friends, they're reduced to watching. Well, they get to watch it on his new TV, but they're doing it in his bed. Josh, when's the last time you watched a football game with four guys in your bed? Well, um, you know, that's probably something to talk about offline, but. Uh. <laughs> oh, man, it's 2020. You, you can be out there. It's all right. Just when you're ready. Um, so Doug tells Richie not to get crumbs on the duvet, which I had to learn how to spell. I wasn't sure how to spell that. Little know Richie, what a duvet is. <laughs> Roger, Richie responds with, what's a duvet? So I guess my question is, do either of y'all have a duvet? Yes, um, I've used a duvet in the wintertime. They're actually pretty nice. They are pretty good. I don't have one now, but um, Josh, do you not know what a duvet is? No, uh, enlighten me. It's basically a condom for the blanket. <laughs> How would you describe it? That's, I need a little more I than that. <laughs> I don't exactly know, but the one I had was pretty comfortable. It's like thicker. It's Wait, like, is it's, the it's thicker than a blanket? It's not. Sorry. You don't put a blanket inside of it. No, no, like, no. I'm sorry. I got that backwards. I was thinking the duvet cover. <laughs> the duvet yeah, is the, the penis in that analogy. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, please uh, try to keep this PG if you don't mind, <laughs> sir. You're getting a little that, off the rails. That's a science word. I'm sure that they say that at some point in the KFQs. 
Uh, but um, but yeah, duvets duvets are nice. Richie is getting crumbs on the duvet. Doug's not sure what it is, but he says I don't know. But it's in this general area, so then uh, Richie <laughs> uses his plate. And then Spence tries to cover them up with the blanket because he's cold. But Deacon's having none of that. And I gotta say, that was the first scene where I was like, man, these friends are pretty funny together. Yeah, that that's a really good scene. Yeah, um, Spence pulls that blanket up and Deacon shuts it down real quick, <laughs> real quick, not having it. Uh, but also, so they're watching the Jets and the Dolphins. And so I did a little research on the 1998 Jets. Oh, boy. So this aired on Monday. So the uh, previous Sunday, they had just come off a win versus the Colts. They beat the Colts 44-6. to but the next Sunday, which is why I'm thinking they were playing the Dolphins, they played the Dolphins that Sunday following, and they also beat the Dolphins. They won 20-9. to nine. Do you remember what the score was in this episode? Oof. See, I'm going to get it confused because I was watching another one last night. Was it 45-3? to 42-3. The Jets were down 42 to 3. Spence is whining, saying they need to make the tackles. And then that's when Deke also snaps back at him and lets him know that it doesn't matter. It's 42 it to 3. It does not matter. And we can't see the bottom of the screen because of the, the bets in the way of the big TV. Um, that's yeah. also another, uh, another question about Spence is uh, it feels like another uh, uh, deviation of character for him. It seems like you know, later on, Spence would not have been interested in the football game at all. Am I wrong about that? Was he – I mean, I guess he was always around watching sports with them, but I don't remember him ever caring too much about it. Um, yeah, he might – he would have definitely been there watching, but, yeah, he might have been a little over the top to still be involved in a game that's 42-3. to um, That could be a good call out. Um, but, yeah, the Jets went on to go 12-4 and that season – and lost in the AFC Championship game to the Broncos. So, Man. Doug and his crew better enjoy that season because it's a lot of uh, rough it's years ahead. <laughs> all downhill from there. I'll tell you another, uh, another thing, uh, another pet peeve of mine with, with TV shows, the nerd in me always notices this, is when, like, is when the set changes from the pilot to, you know, episode two and, and so on and so forth. The bedroom is quite different in this scene than it, turns into in, in later seasons. The color schemes and the decor and whatnot, uh, very, yeah, but very it's, different. it's the same room. You could redecorate and remodel the room. The kitchen totally changes, too. It's not blue in the later seasons. They, they paint it and change it. Well, well, they can, but, you know, I don't, I don't – I wish they wouldn't. It kind of bothers me. Well, it's the same room. <laughs> so, so, now i got to ask – when you own a house, will you update it five, ten years later? Um, I mean, I, I don't have a set schedule when I'm going to update the house, but I'm not going to update it. Uh, He's locked in, A-Town. He can't change it. I'm not going to uh, reliably update it after my my personal pilot, you know, every time. That's what happens <laughs> with TV shows, and so that's kind of annoying. couple things. One, like, when your personal pilot comes out there, I definitely want to watch it because I think it'll be a good show. And two, I do know what you mean. Like the the pilot of Seinfeld in the coffee shop does kind of drive me nuts because it's not even like remotely close. But again, I don't mean That's to get off the point. Um, so let's keep going through this episode. So um, 
one day in the new uh, the day one starts in the new Heffernan household um, the next morning and uh, it starts with Douglas trying to shower uh, and shave but Sarah has a very important audition and decides to take a shower while he's shaving um, lots and lots of shaving cuts later <laughs> for Doug um, it's not starting off too well um, I, I don't know if I find this realistic like hot sister just jumping in I mean it's obviously a TV show and it's comedy but even then I feel like Carrie would have just had a big issue with this yeah, like, I mean, Carrie, Carrie's kind of the jealous type to a degree and uh, yeah I don't, I don't think she'd be on board with that and uh, I'm with you it's a little unrealistic I, I don't think that the sister would be a normal sister would be that brash to to do that do something like that but I'm glad they did it because, uh, I mean, again, maybe they're helping you out here, Sarah, because I gave you a silhouette and <laughs> roll tight on that. That's all I'll say. Um, so uh, Douglas finally gets some breakfast while Arthur comes up from the basement and says, the little guy still salutes him every morning. I thought that was very funny. So That's, uh, that's a classic. That's uh, definitely straight out of Arthur's playbook. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I guess we need to do some more research here and try to figure out how many of these lines that he just came up with himself or how many that were written for him. Cause I, I find it kind of hard to believe the same people that are writing fall down the stairs, write these great lines for Arthur. So, um, so we're day one in, we're kind of getting a feel for things. Um, Doug's heading out to his job. We learn now that he uh, works for the international parcel service, uh, not UPS, but IPS. Um, so, Benson, what's your thoughts on the setup for this show? Uh, I like what I'm seeing so far. It's pretty good. The whole um, I'm 75 years old and I still wake up with the little guy saluting. I think that was my favorite line of the episode. Um, so I'm pretty pleased with where this is going so far. Josh, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm excited. I think they got they got something good on their hands. Um, you know, uh, Definitely want to uh, see where these guys, where these characters end up. I got a question for you. So did y'all, when did y'all get into this show? This, this probably would be a better question for uh, the beginning of our podcast episode. But uh, I'm curious when, when y'all start, really got into the show. Confession, I was, I was late to the party on King of Queens. And I, I'm often late to the party on TV shows. I don't, I don't try out. <laughs> Adam's nodding for those of you who can't see the video. Uh, <laughs> I don't try out a lot of new shows. I, I like my comfort zone and I kind of stick with what I know. And I'm sometimes I'm, I'm late to the game on some of these shows. And I think I started watching KFQ. I started watching KFQ in syndication, probably on TBS, you know, midway through the series and realized I like it, liked it. And I did pick it up with the new episodes in the last season or two. And, and I remember watching the, the very end um, as they came out. But I'm curious, curious where y'all fall on that. Probably about the same, around oh, maybe oh four, oh five. I mean, it might have been on before, but it didn't really start airing a lot until probably around 2004, 2005. Um, yeah, I mean, TBS made a lot of these kind yeah. of shows for me. Um, I mean, it's probably the same. Yeah, I mean, I got to say, yeah, that's probably about right. Um, yeah, I mean, we're not watching CBS and looking at new shows. None of us were doing that. 
And um, luckily for us, we actually had TiVo back in the day at our house, so we could record a bunch of these. Um, and people would come over before class and watch them or stuff. Um, so, yeah, probably about the same time. So we've had this discussion off the air um, privately in our, in our private laughs. Uh, but what what are what are going to be the next? What's the next show? What are some candidates for the next King of Queens for us? Like, what's a show that's that's still airing new episodes now, or just recently ended that that we will jump on board at some point through syndication? I'm hoping that that other show Kevin James was in was good. I've never seen an episode of it. Uh, it's pretty good. Unfortunately, it got canceled. Um, and it had obviously uh, Gary Valentine, Leah, and Kevin James in there um, called Kevin Can Wait. And it was starting to pick up some good steam. Um, but unfortunately, CBS decided to go a different route. Um, maybe they can bring it back. But that was pretty good. It was worth it. There's probably maybe a season or two out there. Um, and Kevin I've heard James. good things about that show, uh, The Goldbergs. Never watched it. I will never watch it. Zero people talk about it. (laughs) Oh, people are talking, but uh, I don't think I'll be watching uh, that one. Believe or Jelly Bean. Um, I I, might have said the same thing about KFQ when it was on, though. If somebody asked you that in 2003, you might have said, Oh, that show looks stupid. Yeah, but the reason we would have also been like 17, 18. Like, our tastes aren't really going to change much anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point too. So, well, let's keep plugging away and finish this episode out, and then we can get some more closing thoughts on there. So, um, while Doug's out on his job, uh, Carrie assures him that the that Arthur is at home, going to take it easy and rest all day. What do you know? Douglas looks over, and boom, Arthur with two prostitutes. I mean, this guy is living the life. Am I right? Like. His wife is dead for, what, 24 hours? He's out on the town in a convertible with two hookers? Um, what do you think, Benson? Uh, I'm having a hard time believing that Arthur has the connections and the <laughs> money to arrange this situation. The money, the money is an interesting fact, and we learn later in the series that he actually steals it from Doug. But So maybe that makes sense when looking back. But, yeah, um, I don't know. I, I think – if they were older hookers, I think I would have bought it a little bit more, but uh, that was, it's still pretty funny. It, it's a good laugh, though, him sitting in the car with the, uh, with the two hookers. It's, is, is that a forced laugh for you, Josh, or is that a laugh laugh? I mean, that, that felt a little out of place. You know, Arthur does some sketchy stuff, but I, I feel like that was over the line even for him. Uh, uh, it could go it, either it, way. It came we'll out of the early on, yeah. So, uh, well, needless to say, Carrie is unhappy, which is pretty much the basis for the entire series is Carrie being unhappy uh, and always being uh, uh, mad. Um, So uh, the notes that I have here are the episode ends with Douglas and Carrie about to enjoy some alone time, and then boom, power outage. Did someone confiscate Arthur's hot plates? It doesn't seem to phase Doug and Carrie. They're just going to keep fooling around until they smell smoke. Um, and the the quote of the, I think the episode to me is, sometimes the top of a movie is all you need. Benson, what are your thoughts on the first episode? 
Uh, well, you you mentioned an, you skipped another line that I really oh, liked. Uh, Arthur Arthur when he's upset with Doug um, when he's talking to Carrie he says he didn't have to embarrass me in front of my hose. <laughs> I did forget. I forgot about that. That is that is it's, a really good. Line. You know, That's, do it in private. You don't have to criticize me in front of my hose. And I'm with Arthur on that. Doug could have handled that a different way um the top half of the movie is all you need uh i don't think that was ever defined on what that means um i guess they just watched the first half of a movie and then um yeah the power goes out it sounds like they didn't confiscate that hot plate they'll have to get it later josh what do you think about this the top half of the movie is a metaphor for the show because the top half of their house is exactly the way they want it for the rest of the series, but they're stuck with Arthur below, so they don't get the full house. What do you think about Ooh. that, Josh? Oh, you just blew my mind, bro. That's I deep. just made that up. <laughs> no, that that actually makes a lot of sense, though. I like I like where your head's at. Wow. Um, Give me that I, again. Um, let, me, let me ask you something else. When Doug oh, and Carrie were in bed, Doug says that he's not in the mood. Do you remember why he wasn't in the mood? <laughs> I do. Josh, I'll let, I'll let you answer this one, though. Oh, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna have to uh, pass on that one. I don't know. Oh, he, it's because he feels too fat. feels too fat. And then what – Kerry corrects him. He's not too fat. What? But he's husky. Husky. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Husky. So, sure. which I, – that was, that was something I meant to write down. But how many – she, like, throughout the series will expand on how fat he is for the rest of the series. But – in the first episode, she's like, honey, you're not fat. You're just yeah, she's, not. she's very kind and nice in the first episode. Even, you know, in that scene, she's hollering at Doug when they're down in the basement to get the guys out of there. But she's doing it in a very nice way that in later seasons, she's a little more aggressive. I, I think that she's, she's still back and forth even in later seasons. I agree she gets a little meaner, but uh... – even in later seasons, depending on what kind of mood she's in, she might be supportive of him or might just berate him. You know, if she's pissed off, she'll just call him a fat ass. But at times when she's in a good mood, she, she'll, you know, she'll let him down, let him down a little more gently. Yeah, and I mean, I get her anger. It's not like it's not warranted. I mean, she's dealing with Douglas, who's always trying to, to pull a fast one on her and Arthur who's always trying to pull five fast ones on everybody. So there's a reason she's the, she's the glue that holds that house together for sure. Yeah. She's uh, got a tough job. And yeah. And, and like her sister got kidnapped and nobody ever talked about it. Like her <laughs> sister just got kidnapped and she's not allowed to deal with it. So who knows? Um, but there's one other thing that I don't think we touched on is I liked how the jokes about Spence living with his mom we're in there right off the bat. That was one when you go back and watch it. I can really appreciate how they were already making digs at Spence. That was they, really that good. Was, that was a winner from the get-go. Mm-hmm. I was also expecting a, a joke about him being a virgin because that, that – um, Too soon. Crops up. <laughs> that crops up pretty good pretty soon. So, um, well, let's wrap this bad boy up unless you got anything else, Benson. Jelly bean. Mm-hmm. No, I think we covered it pretty good. Uh, good good pilot episode. They built a good foundation for the future. So you'd keep watching at this point? I'd keep watching. What, what would you give your rating on the episode? What's your Rotten Tomatoes? I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. That's surprising. All right. Josh, what are your closing thoughts? 
on the episode. What were your highlights? And uh, would you keep watching it? What's your rating? You know, in, in retrospect, you know, we uh, – a lot of shows are this way, at least for the pilot. But we, like we talked about, it just feels different. It feels a lot different than it, than it what it turned into. Um, not to be a pessimist, but I don't know that I would stick with it based on – I think – I think that's a little extreme. The dynamic Doug has with his friends is established early on. That doesn't change. How Carrie is sassy and, you know, is kind of mean and, and towards everybody, that's already there. Arthur, I mean, he's himself right off the bat. I'm going to have to disagree with your assessment on that one. What do you say, A-Town? <laughs> oh, man, I, I got to say the nuts and bolts are there for a good show. Um they weren't necessarily all in the right place in this episode, but I mean, Jerry Stiller, how can you have something with him in it and it fail? You know, but I, I want Josh to like what, I mean, we talked about a couple little things we thought were out of character, but I, I don't get it. What, what, what's missing for you? I just, uh, I mean, no, that was a bold statement. You made. <laughs> I, I think we Basically, need a little more clarification. Podcast. <laughs> Um, and I've just got high standards for my sitcoms. And, and oh, so you so just, well. if you had never seen anything else, you just weren't impressed. I, I wasn't impressed with the, with the pilot. I mean, uh, um, I mean, yeah. all right, that's fair enough, I guess. I'm, all I'm saying is I'm not going to be glued to the TV for episode two. That's not to say that I, that I'm not going to stop if I'm flipping around and, and check it out. Well, I don't think any sitcom you're going to be glued to the screen after one episode. I don't, I don't really think that's a thing. I think you just okay. have to. Well, I think we're episodes. saying the same thing in, in different ways. I, I would I would give it another chance for sure. All right. That's what we were asking. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that was the question. Oh, boy. Um, this has been fun. All right, do I not get to write the episode? Well, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Right. I'm going to give it a, a sideways thumbs. All right. So sideways thumbs. 70 percent on our, uh, our rating scale let me let me see if i can um continue to confuse everybody with our rating system we got seven out of ten we got sideways thumb and i'll give it two out of three stars <laughs> so um, i think we need to come to an agreement on what our rating <laughs> system is so we'll work on that we'll work on that we'll we'll work on a lot of things so for the three friends that we asked to listen to this right now this is our first go this is our pilot. Um, we hope that there's a next episode, and we, we hope that there's more people out there, unlike Josh, that would give us a second chance. Um, and then most importantly, hey, um, Kevin James, if you're out there, if you're listening, we're definitely waiting. Um, our phones will be ready for your call. Hey, Kevin can wait. <laughs> Kevin can wait, but we can't. So <laughs> have a good day, everybody. See you all next time. Oh, 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 oh,